0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 608. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts the study of Mark chapter 15. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Mark chapter 15 is Mark's version of what happened on Good Friday. It starts very early in the morning. The only thing it's missing is Peter's denial, which happens just before the first cock crows. So technically, maybe that's the end of the day before. Jesus before Pilate. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so. Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews, asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews, Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So we said that in Mark 14, we had a kangaroo kind of trial. Mark 15 kind of continues that. So let's talk about why Jesus is before Pilate. The chief priests and the teachers of the law, the members of the Sanhedrin, this is the Jewish religious ruling council, want to have Jesus killed, but This area is being ruled by the Romans, and one of the things the Romans do is they say, in Roman law, we have the power of life and death and no one else. So the Sanhedrin cannot legally put Jesus to death, and if they go out and they stone him, they may have to deal with the Romans. And so they're going to turn him over to Pilate, and it does not say what they accused him of But it is interesting to note that the first question Pilate asks is, are you the king of the Jews? Because why would Pilate care about these religious arguments that they're having? He doesn't care about blasphemy, and that's what they're really accusing him of, of claiming to be the son of God. That's not something the Romans are going to care about. So clearly when they brought Jesus to To Pilate, they said, this is somebody who's a revolutionary. This is someone who's claiming to be king. And that the Romans do care about because there's only one king in Judea, and that is Caesar. And so they bring him to Pilate with these trumped-up charges. And we see in other versions more of the Pilate and Jesus conversation than Mark gives us. But Mark gives us the basics, which is, Pilate can't understand this Jesus. Pilate knows these charges are trumped up and that Jesus doesn't deserve death, and that eventually Pilate succumbs to peer pressure, succumbs to the pressure of the crowds, and orders Jesus to be crucified. It skips over some of the things that we learn in the other disciples about Pilate's wife sending him news and saying, don't do this, I've had a dream. It skips over The discussion that Jesus has with Pilate about his kingdom was not of this world, it skips over a lot of stuff, but it basically has the basics, which is Pilate does the thing he knows is wrong, and he does it because he feels pressured to do it, because it would be start a riot, perhaps, if he doesn't. Now he's got troops, he could put down a riot, but one of the things the Roman governor is supposed to do is keep the peace. The number one thing he's supposed to do is keep the peace. Keep the peace, make sure the province doesn't rebel, make sure the province isn't captured by somebody else, and make sure the taxes get collected. And if all of those happen, you can have a lot of freedom in this job. But he has to do those things. And he's afraid that he's going to have an insurrection here. Now, of course, he's already had an insurrection. There's already Barabbas in prison, who actually has tried to start an insurrection. He actually has tried to split away from Rome, and that's the guy that ends up going free, the guy that the Romans actually do care about what he's been doing. The irony here is so rich that in trying to do what the crowd wants, he does actually the opposite of what Rome wants. But that is Pilate. Pilate does this. Pilate is not given the governorship of Judea as the prime assignment for governorships. This is not a place where most soldiers wanted to be. It's not a place where Pilate probably wanted to be, although he probably wanted to be governor. But This is what Pilate does. Pilate eventually says, sure, let's crucify him. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because it's the popular thing to do, because he's afraid not to. I think of the book that John F. Kennedy wrote about profiles and courage, for instance, about various different profiles in American history of people who stood up and said the right thing and did the right thing, even though it may have been expedient to do the wrong thing. I think of the senator, for instance, who cast the deciding vote not to impeach Andrew Johnson, who was the president after Lincoln. He was an unpopular president. He hadn't done anything that deserved impeachment, but they wanted to get rid of him. And one of the senators who was of the party that he could have voted to impeach him and would have had nobody questioned that decision, said, no, it's the wrong thing to do. I don't think he was ever elected again. But he did the right thing, and I was glad that, you know, people like that are eventually recognized by books like Profiles and Courage. If Pilate had done the right thing, maybe we'd be talking about that. Of course, all of this happens for a reason. Pilate is going along with the plan of God. The soldiers mock Jesus. These soldiers probably did not want to be in this backwards part of the empire, and so they take it out on this quote-unquote king of the Jews. They take it out on Jesus. Not that he has done anything to them, but they're just pretty disgruntled. And so they put this crown of thorns, and I don't know if you've seen what Judean thorns look like, but picture thorns about an inch long, uh, rather unpleasant, and when they're hitting him on the head— With a staff, they are knocking this crown of thorns onto his head. And so Jesus is already starting to be bruised and bleeding, and he hasn't even made it out to Golgotha. He hasn't even made it out to the place of crucifixion yet. The Crucifixion of Jesus. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, dividing up his clothes. They cast lots to see what each would get. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charges against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. I'm going to split this chapter into two parts, so I'm only going to do part of this right now, and then we're going to do part of it next week. I'm going to talk about the crucifixion more next week in more technical detail. One of the reasons probably why Simon of Cyrene is mentioned is that he probably was a Christian, and Alexander and Rufus were probably known by the people that Mark was writing this gospel to this gospel originally written to people in the church, because he's using their names here, it's likely that people knew who they were, at least a lot of people in the church, and many had probably heard this story from Simon before, Simon who was pressed into service to carry the cross. You didn't carry the whole cross, although you may have seen that in some depictions. You usually carried just the cross piece. Uh, they'd strap it to your hands, and of course, if you were weak because you were up all night, or if you already had some blood loss from being beaten or having a crown of thorns on your head, and remember he was already beaten and mocked by the soldiers of the Sanhedrin, then he you might stumble and you might fall flat on your face. And so they get somebody else to take this cross and carry this to Golgotha, to the place of crucifixion. As if it isn't enough to be killed, you have to bring your own means of crucifixion. It's like being burned at the stake, but being required to gather your own wood. And they divided his clothes, and this goes back to some verses in Isaiah the prophet who says that this, in fact, will happen. And just the last thing I want to deal with here in this week before we pick this up again next week is this charge against him, the king of the Jews. How many times have we said in this chapter, the king of the Jews, are you the king of the Jews, that he's being beaten because he's the king of the Jews? This is Pilate's revenge against The religious leaders who say, and in one of the other Gospels, you know, say he said he was the king of the Jews because they, the Jews, take this as an insult. It is intended as an insult by Pilate. It's Pilate having the last word. Now, in reality, this is the king of kings, not the king of the Jews, the king of all who's being crucified here, but little did they know that. We won't deal with that until a couple chapters from now when we get to Easter, with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll come back and pick up this story next week. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.